Welcome to Zazlo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna Jar and Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedano's, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got... Hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslo loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslo Show 2.0. Welcome to Zaslo Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike, Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. 
888-789-3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No, before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0. My guys, Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar. They believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, Accident Attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy, and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Hey, if you've been searching for a refreshing beer that feels like you're back in the Caribbean, well, search no more. Proud sponsor of Zaslow Show 2.0, Johnny Cuba. It's a lifestyle. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul, a refreshing German lager in a can. That's right. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba, Sedanos, Presidente, Win dixie Got great six-pack deals going on right now. You got hot sauce, that's right, made from selected Caribbean habanero peppers. You know your boy Zaslow loves the hot sauce. Go pick up some Caribbean soul in a can. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo. If you're a homeowner, you need to make sure you have the proper coverage. And that's why I'm sending you to Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance and Financial Services because we know that if there's, God forbid, an issue with our home, we need to know that we're covered properly. From Pensacola to the Keys and beyond, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services delivers comprehensive insurance and financial solutions tailored to your needs. Since 2013, Brunt Insurance specializes in home and auto insurance. Bruntinsurance.com. You could also check them out on social media at Brunt Insurance. Look, the market's confusing. Let Brunt Insurance sort it all out for you with their fully licensed staff, and they know the area. The Zaslow family uses Brunt Insurance to make sure that they're covered, and that's why I'm sending you to them as well. Bruntinsurance.com. 954-589-2204. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. All right, welcome everyone. Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Tuesday, the 15th of November. Good to have you aboard. You know what that means. Bad news for all the other podcasts. Got a great show planned for everybody today. What a night last night. Actually, what what a last couple days when we're talking about South Florida sports. We're talking about Miami sports. Best sports town. Best sports city. It's all happening right here. You got the Dolphins on Sunday doing their thing. And then last night, you got the Miami Heat. When does the fun begin? When does the fun begin? Maybe last night. Maybe the fun begins now. So the Heat get a a desperately needed victory last night. And you know that one of the things that you realize 
right when that game ended, big embrace, Jimmy Butler, Eric Spolstra. That's right. That was that was the game they needed. All right, three straight wins for the Heat. Now back to 500. They got back to 500 a little bit after I wanted them to. I was looking more like five and five, seven and seven. Okay, that's fine. Still 68 games left in the regular season. And now we're back to square one. So seven and seven, three straight in the win column last night. And the Heat are back to 500 after a a great win against Phoenix last night. I know there was no Chris Paul. We had no Tyler Hero, you know. Uh, that's still a very good Phoenix team. That's a very good win for Miami. So, obviously, we're, we're going to start the show with the Heat today. Glad to have everybody with us here. Like I said, we got a lot happening. Hey, we're going to talk to my guy, the founder, the creator of Freezing Cold Takes. That's Fred Siegel. That's my pal Fred. Old Takes exposed on Twitter. Freezing Cold Takes. Why are we talking to Fred today? Well... You got a lot of Tua slander out there. A lot on Tua that it's it's time for you to repent. All right? If you said bad things about Tua, it's time for you to come clean. And there are some freezing cold takes out there about the maybe the MVP of the National Football League. That's my dog right there. I love him like a son. Everybody knows that. So a lot of cold takes about Tua. We're going to get Fred on freezing cold takes. He's going to read off. He's going to fire off some of the best, most recent freezing cold takes regarding Tua Tonga-Vailoa. So Fred will join us. Old takes exposed. That'll be coming up later on in the show today. Hey, good times and hard times. You know how we do on Tuesdays. NFL fan bases that are having good times after week 10. NFL fan bases that are having hard times, daddy, after week 10. We'll get to that coming up on the show today. Monday Night Football last night. I want to start with the Heat. I got a lot to say about Monday Night Football last night. I want to start with the Heat. I didn't watch my stories. Yo, Zaslow, what about Monday Night Raw? It's still real to me. Every Saturday on Zaslow Show 2.0. I haven't watched Monday Night Raw yet. I'll get to it this afternoon. All right, There was too much happening last night. I had the Heat on the Zaslow Mansion Family Room Big TV. I had Monday Night Football on Zaslow Mansion Family Room small TV. And then, of course, we flip over, got to watch the whole second half on the big TV. So, not there's not enough televisions. Look, my attention span only goes so far. I can't have a third TV. It's too much, all right? So, Monday Night Raw, that will have to wait until this afternoon. I saw a short little clips. Uh, from, from what I could tell, it seemed like a very good show. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Saturdays, it's still real to me. Make sure you tune in Zaslow Show 2.0. Wherever... You're listening to Zaslow Show 2.0. You like, you rate, you comment, you subscribe. The algorithm, the algorithm loves when you do all that. I don't know about the algorithm. I don't know how it works, but it loves that stuff. So like, rate, comment, subscribe, all that good stuff, all right? You know what I'm talking about. So the Heat last night, down by 13 with, uh, I don't know, it was about seven, eight minutes left in the game. And they go on a 12-0 run to get right back in it, led by Bam Adebayo, who had 30 points last night. 30-10. and 10. He was 9-18 of 18 from the floor. Second straight game that he's had at least 18 field goal attempts. I think he had 20 last game, leading the team. He was 12-14 of 14 from the free throw line, including the two huge game-winning free throws with, what are we talking, like 12 seconds remaining in the game. Uh, that's the Bam Adebayo you're looking for. 
I think he had maybe 12 in the fourth quarter, 13 in the fourth quarter, some kind of huge fourth quarter performance. Bam was sensational. A big time game from your boy Bam Adebayo last night. Jimmy Butler, 16 points, 13 rebounds, 7 assists. He was 5 of 5 from the free throw line. Hey, I got to give it up for Caleb Martin too. Everyone gives Caleb, I feel like Caleb Martin catches a lot of crap, you know, because he's not P.J. Tucker. By the way, and I love P.J. Tucker. There's no P.J. Tucker slander allowed on Zaslow Show 2.0. Everybody knows that. But P.J. Tucker, you go look at his stat line a couple nights ago. I didn't see what he, you know, the game where, I, I think it was the game that Embiid at 59. I mean, P.J. just zeros all across the board, including field goal attempts. Zeros all across the board. That's not a good contract, all right? The Heat, you know, it's it, it's like long-term gain for short-term pain. You know, they're, they're going to miss him right now, but you, you, you can't sign P.J. to a long-term deal at this stage in his career, all right? That is not a good contract. The Heat, you don't want to hear it. They made the right move. So as a result, I feel like Caleb Martin gets a lot of crap, and Caleb was excellent last night. He's a good defender, all right? You remember he deed up, who was it, at the end of uh, the Charlotte game, Terry Rozier. He deed up Rozier to send it to overtime at the end of the Charlotte game. He is a good he is a good defender, Caleb Martin. Five three-pointers last night, 15 points. So th- those were your three main, those were your big three. Those were your three main guys last night. Uh, but Bam was the star. He was a total stud in the fourth quarter. And what a finish. So listen to this finish. Super tight game. Tremendous finish. These were the last, I mean, however many, seven, six possessions of the game, all right? Kyle Lowry, three-pointer. Heater up. Up by two. The Devin Booker follows it with a three-pointer of his own. Suns by one. Bam basket. It was off an offensive rebound. Heat back up one. These are consecutive possessions. Cameron Payne. Well, I think stinks, by the way. Cameron Payne. Floater. Suns back up one. And then you had Bam with the free throws. That puts the Heat back up by one. Something like 12, 15 seconds remaining. Final possession of the game. These are all consecutive possessions. Incredible finish. Highlighted by the Heat coming back from 13 down in the middle of the fourth quarter. Cameron Payne misses. Essentially misses a layup. I told you, he stinks. Cameron Payne misses. Then Book Aiton gets the rebound out to Booker. Now at this point, so I'm on my couch, you know. And I, I, I try and be calm. You know, like my younger son, my younger son, Jordan, he's 11, and he's he's really just now starting to get into sports. Not necessarily playing, although he plays a little bit, but he's now just starting to get into sports. So my older one, which is from the get-go, loves sports. So he was saying something to me during the Heat game the other day where, how come you don't get as excited during Heat games as you do during Dolphins games? Whoa, whoa, that's a crazy thing to say, right? And, I mean, besides Dolphins, are so, uh, so goddamn exciting this year. Um, so here's what I told him. I, I like, listen, the Heat are the most important thing to me, all right? Everybody knows the two most important things, Miami Heat and Pearl Jam. Yep, that's right. The Heat are the most important. And they're always going to be my favorite. They're always going to be the most important to me. They're always going to be what I care about the most. But I had to explain to him, the Heat play 82 games, you know, I, I, I've told this story before where, so my first year, you know, before before recently when I left Terrestrial Radio, or, or I was told to leave, when I left Terrestrial Radio, uh, 
it a month and a half ago? Wow, a month and a half ago. When I left Terrestrial Radio, and of course, uh, you know, my, my, my gig with the Heat ended, you know, as well. I've been doing the Heat broadcast for 12 years before this year. And in year number one, so we're going back to 2010, 2011. In year number one, and you remember the stakes were so damn high that year. I was sitting and talking with the great Eric Reed, who's going to join us later on in the week. I was sitting and talking with the great Eric Reed, tele- television voice of the Heat, not the former midday host at 7-9 Ticket. I don't know what he's up to. Eric Reed, television voice of the Miami Heat. I was just telling him how angry I am at the, at the game last night, the loss last night. Couldn't sleep. It's true. And, and he, 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 like, he gave me a lecture. He's like, Zass. And, and he knew me at least a little bit at that point. He knows how serious I take it. But now I'm in it. And he told me, Zass, you, you got to take it easy. 82 games. You're not going to make it through the season. And he was right because, look, you're listening now. You live and die by the heat. You care just as much as I do. I'm telling you because I've been in both, I, I've worn both, you know, shoes. When you're in it, it's different. And I I can't get wrapped up emotionally every single game when when I'm in it. And and I really took that to heart. All right. Like that it, it, it made sense to me. So I told my son, back to, you know, what are we talking about here? So I told my son, you know, the Heat play 82 games. I can't get crazy about every single game. But the Dolphins, they only play 17 games. And every single game is super important. So yeah, this year, this year in particular, is what he's talking about with the Dolphins, where I'll get really pumped up during games. Now look, I was really pumped at the end of the Heat game last night. So Devin Booker, DeAndre Ayton gets the, the rebound from Cameron Payne. He stinks. DeAndre Ayton gets the rebound from Cameron Payne. And I'm watching with my older son. He's already watching. He's already standing on his feet in front of the TV. And now at this point, uh, I, I, I hit the recline. I, I'm, I'm watching the game. I'm reclined, you know, on this. That, that, that's how relaxed I am. Cameron Bay misses. And, and now it's, oh, I got to stand up. So I'm hitting the recline on the Zazzle Mansion family room couch. And, you know, the recline's like in slow motion as this play is happening. And, and, and so the whole thing's going on in slow motion. Finally, the recline, it shuts. And now I stand up. Like right before Devin Booker gets the shot off, it was it, it was such a pathetically slow scene in the Zaslow Mansion family room. So the recline finally goes, and now I get up, and Booker has the shot blocked, which by the way was very reminiscent of the Chris block, Chris Bosh, Danny Green block, right? Where you know you're not allowed to make any contact, and I am interested in what the league's two minute report says today about the Jimmy Butler play there. But Butler blocks Booker, and it reminds me of the Bosch Game 6 block on Danny Green, where there was certainly body contact, but it was all ball. And if you get the ball, you know, it's kind of like the, the Butler block on Steph Curry last week, where he got his hand after he got the ball, you know? Kind of like in the NFL, like if you, if you punt it, you, you can rough the kicker if you got a finger on that ball. Yeah, run, run that fool over. Come on. So I'm interested in what the league's two-minute report says today about it. I think it's going to end up being a good no call. Because it was all ball. There was body contact, but it was all ball. And you're allowed to do that, even if it's a jumper. Reminds me of the Chris Bosh block on Danny Green. Ends of game six. One of the best nights of your life. Everybody knows that. And and then Booker recovers. And and then he, and he misses. Which, by the way, I, you know, from our vantage point watching on television, 
I thought was going in. And, like, it flashed in front of my eyes, the, the Josh Hart. Was it Josh Hart who hit that shot? I think it was Josh Hart against the Blazers. It flashed in front of my eyes, the Josh Hart shot. Because you knew that was going in. And this one, to me, looked good, too. But it was actually well short. And, 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 and he, Spo embraces Jimmy Butler. You, you want to know how big that game was for the team. And I'm hoping, does the fun start now? So I'm hoping that this is the game that kickstarts everything. Because this is how you know how important these games are for this team. This is, this is the Heat culture, right? After a regular season game in November, which gets the Heat to 7-7, seven and seven, Jimmy, two things that you notice. Number one, Jimmy Butler, Spo, embrace right after you get, Butler was so fired up. I love him. Butler was so fired up. He and Spo embrace. Also, you go look at the box score after the game. Go see how many guys played for the Heat last night. How many guys played? A regular season game in the middle of November. Eight guys played. You don't think that was a game that Spo needed to win? You don't think that was a game that Spo knew the team needed to win? Eight guys. Eight man rotation in mid-November. It's a game they needed. They needed that game. And that's, look, that, that's, that's what this team is about. That's the culture. It, is, it could be mid-November. We're going balls to the wall tonight. Got to win this game. So 7-7 seven and seven now. The Heat back to 500 before heading out of the road. And here's what you got coming up on the road. So they're at Toronto tomorrow night. It's Toronto, Washington. Toronto's struggling a little bit right now, but that's a tough team. They're very similar to the Heat. Style of play, they always give us trouble. Remember, we were 1-1 one one against them the two home games uh, a few weeks ago. Uh, we're at Toronto at Washington, at Cleveland, who is awesome, and at Minnesota, who are really struggling to find their footing uh, after trading for what I think is the most overrated big man in the history of the league, Rudy Gobert. So four games, you got up. This is a tough road trip. You know, if you come back two and two, I think you feel pretty good. But they needed that game. Has the fun begun? Did the fun start last night? Maybe it did. But Spo plays eight guys last night. They are always going to be the anti-tank team. Now there's a reason they should be tanking, but they're, they're never going to do that crap. They're never going to do that. Mid-November, they were that pumped about winning that game. Spo plays eight guys. Win at all costs, man. That's what it's about for this team. Every single night. This is the win that gets us going. I do think we have to point out Spo's next responsibility, and hopefully it starts, we'll find out if he travels with the team, Although, my guess is he won't. Like, based on Spoh's comments about Tyler Hero, this is a this is a rough ankle injury. You know, just ankle sprains are always on their own timeline. I mean, he's on the bench with the team. He's standing and whatnot. I don't know, maybe he makes a trip. But Spoh's next responsibility is reintegrating Tyler Hero. What do I mean by that? How, how could it be hard to reintegrate Tyler Hero? Zaz, come on, leading scorer takes the most shots. Well, that's exactly it. This team is at their best. We said this after the last couple Charlotte games. This team is at their best when everyone is involved, when they're the sum of their parts. You know, when you get double figures scoring off the bench from each Deadman. By the way, 
What a sequence from Dwayne Dedman late in the third quarter. We're down by, what was it? We're down by nine, I believe. Back-to-back threes to get right back in the game. Maybe down by 12. Back-to-back threes to get right back in the game. What a sequence. But when you get... Listen, things have been said by about Dwayne Dedman. Great job by him last night. But Dedman double figures off the bench. Vincent double figures off the bench. Robinson double figures off the bench. Caleb Martin with a very strong game. You, you don't know who's going to be the guy. That's when they're at their best. And Tyler, when he played... Look, just because the Heat gave Tyler Hero this big contract, not with, which doesn't kick in until next year, but just because the Heat gave Tyler Hero this big contract doesn't mean that things necessarily need to change as far as the style of play. Now, they're not going to send him back to the bench. You can't do that at this point. You can't do it. Because that it's... It so clearly looks like a demotion if you do that. You can't do that. But they need to find a way to make it that the ball is not sticking in Tyler's hands, which it has been. And that he's not shooting every time he has the ball. That's So reintegrating Tyler with this group, that's the next responsibility for Coach Spo. Because this is the style they need to play where we're moving the basketball. So... We'll find out if he makes the trip this afternoon, if he's flying with the team. But what a finish. Best best game of the year, right? Best Heat game of the year, 113-112. They beat the Suns. Tremendous finish there. Bam in the fourth. Uh, Jimmy with the late defense. Uh, Caleb Martin, big three-pointers throughout the game, too. So, the Suns are definitely pissed. Why are the Suns pissed? The free throw disparity. The Heat outshot them 25-4. to four. At the free throw line. Come on. Here's Phoenix Suns head coach, good guy Monty Williams, after the game. It's just one of those things where you, when you look at the stat sheet and you look at situations like that, and we only end up with four free throws for the game. You know what I mean? That, that is hard to swallow. I think it's the second lowest free throw total we, we've ever had in franchise history. In a physical game like that where everybody's bumping, we only get four free throws. You know, this is... It's becoming really hard to swallow, and um, you feel like you're you can't even talk about it because you're going to get fined. But that that's that's an unreal amount of free throws in a, in any NBA game. You know what I'm saying? And so yeah, down the stretch we we could have done some things. We let them get a bunch of offensive rebounds, but we got a bunch of offensive rebounds. We only had one free throw in the first half, I think, and that was an illegal defense. So that you know that's. Tough pill to swallow. Oh, wham! Monty Williams. Wham! I didn't get enough free throws. All right. So, you you know how I feel about this, right? I've said this a thousand times. First of all, let, let me say first. First thing I'm going to say is, I was not watching that game last night thinking the Heat are getting away with calls. And this works conversely, where... You know, you guys, uh, you'll, you'll, you'll tweet me at Zaslow Show. You can hit me up on Instagram. I'm an influencer, but I still got time for everybody. I love you long time. Zaslow J on Instagram. And I'll get messages where, oh, you know, the Heat, they're not getting any calls, free throws, whatever. I'm like, I don't know. I wasn't watching that game thinking, damn, I can't believe they didn't get that call. And I felt that way last night. Like, I, I wasn't watching the game thinking, wow, the Heat are getting away with a lot. Wow, Suns, they're not getting calls. I mean, maybe one or two times. But I didn't think it was a growing theme. You you know how I feel about this, okay? Where, show me, and, and 25 to 4 is tough to swallow. I get it, all right? It's hard to believe 
that the Heat only allowed four free throws. And you heard Monty Williams there where one of them in the first half, the one was a a technical free throw. You know, defense at three seconds. It's hard to believe that he, as the great Mike Inglis would say, we're playing angelic defense. It's hard to believe that. But you know where I stand on this. Show me in the rule book. I missed the memo. Show me in the rule book where it says each game in the NBA, both teams need to have similar amount of free throws and need to be called for similar amount of fouls. Show me where it says that. Show me where it says that. I've never seen it. I hate that complaint. I've never seen where each team has to get the same amount of free throws and each team has to get called for the same amount of fouls as if it is impossible that each team is playing a different style. Now, I'm not necessarily saying that's what happened last night, but as if it is impossible that each team is playing a different style that one's being more aggressive than the other. That's not possible? So, you, you know where I stand on that, all right? I, I That stuff is garbage to me. Is 25-4 to 4 tough to swallow? Yes. But, you know, like last night, I, I you know, get get messages on Twitter. People tweet at me. And, you know, I'll, I'll get the message last night where, you know, uh, here, let me, let me read it to you. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. Uh, I can't find it. But, you know, I'll, I'll get, ah, uh, here we go. Got this message from Marcus. Gotta be a Suns fan. This says more about your lack of basketball knowledge. Bunch of flopping crybabies. Had three fouls called and still complaining. And my response is, after a game like that, anyone who wants to complain about the fouls, and that's why the Heat won, if I were to see you, I would laugh in your face. Like, who cares? Don't care. Don't care. I will. You want to complain about fouls today? That's why the Heat won. All right. I will laugh in your face. And then, of course, you got the great Eddie Johnson, who I love, by the way. Eddie Johnson in the afternoons, uh, Justin, my pal Justin Termini, and uh, former NBA player Eddie Johnson on Sirius XM NBA Radio. You know I'm a big fan of that channel. And Eddie Johnson is all, you know, all-time great Phoenix Sun, and he is also the color analyst on television for the Suns. And Eddie gets after it on Twitter, man. He does. And especially in regards to the Heat. Remember it was last year where, where Butler got into the argument with Spo and has, is that Heat culture? You know? Uh... Although, although, I don't even think it was that play. I think, you know what it was? Excuse me. It was Jimmy Butler getting a technical foul after he got a three-point play. Is that he, culture? Technical foul after you score a basket? Anyway. So, Eddie Johnson tweeted out last night right after the game. And, and look, make no mistake. Uh, I love Eddie Johnson. And Eddie Johnson tweets, The best game I have ever seen played where a team gets four free throw attempts in a 48-minute game and the other gets 25 and the Suns lose by one. That's funny. And then he screen grab and posts the shot chart. Because, you know, people are like, oh, the Suns, they, you know, they weren't taking as many uh, uh, shots in the paint. Whatever. I, I don't even know if that's true. So Eddie Johnson then posted the shot chart for both teams. You can see the shot chart, full court. The shot chart says differently for the water boys and couch potatoes who say the Suns did not drive the ball. They had four more attempts in the paint and eight more mid-range attempts. Shot chart does not lie. 25 to 4 is a joke. 
and lost by one. Okay, hang on a second. Hang on a second. And th- this is this is an important distinction, all right? And this is where Eddie's wrong. And like I said, I love A. Johnson, but he's wrong. They had four more attempts in the paint and eight more mid-range shots. Shot chart does not lie. Yes, it does, Eddie. Yes, it does. Because what happens when you're fouled? Does that count as a shot? No. When you're fouled, that's not a shot attempt. That's not a field goal attempt. So the Suns have four more attempts in the paint and eight more mid-range attempts when you're not counting all of those free throws that the Heat took because of what would have been a shot attempt. Shot chart does lie, actually. It does. And I'm not trying to be a smartass. The shot shot does lie. When you're fouled, it does not count as a field goal attempt. So the Suns didn't shoot more in the paint than the Heat. The Suns didn't shoot more mid-range shots to the Heat than the Heat. The Heat were getting fouled. And that's why you see the discrepancy at the free throw line. Those are essentially the shots, the field goals that the Heat took. So the shot chart does actually lie. Anyway, I love Eddie Johnson. So you had, you had a bit of compro- cl- uh, crying, excuse me, bit of crying, a bit of complaining as far as, as far as the game last night goes. So again, Heat are back at it tomorrow night. They are in Toronto. We're going to talk to the television voice of the Heat, Eric Reed, later on this week. Looking forward to getting him to make his return slash debut on Zaslow Show 2.0. That's right. Monday Night Football last night, good game. Monday Night Football last night, Washington, they're called the Commanders this year. They win 32-21. They were an 11-point dog. They win by 11. You had the, uh, you know, fumble ruski nonsense. Uh, well, throwing the ball over the field. Uh, on the last play, the pitching and the laterals and the commanders picked it up and, you know, walked right into the end zone. So that was your ball game right there. They don't need to kick the extra point. 32 to 21. Commanders win. And most importantly, 50 years later, still no undefeated NFL team. No undefeated team. The Eagles, <coughs> excuse me, they lose last night for the first time this year. They are 8-1. and one. They are still best. They are still number one in the NFC. But now, Minnesota, right there, also at 8-1. and one. And I know what a lot of people are going to say, because they've been saying this, where the Eagles, they haven't played anybody. You can only play what's on your schedule. But the Eagles haven't played anyone. And now last night, at home, Monday Night Football, they lose the Commanders. So, uh, the Eagles are going to get some criticism. I think it's probably deserved. But here's... Here's a couple things I want to hit on from the game last night. The officials were very involved. You know, it's it's a three-point game. It's in the fourth quarter, and you got, uh, I guess it was Goddard. I, I think it was the tight end. Gets his face mask ripped, almost ripped off. Fumbles, ball gets poked out, fumbles. Commanders easily recover it. <clears throat> almost was a touchdown, but he was actually down by contact. They wind up tacking on a field goal there, and... Look, it's an embarrassment for the officials because they got to go and review the play to see if he was down by contact. You know, the guy who recovered the ball, so it's not a touchdown. They see that, and then they also see they missed such a blatant face mask. That's tough to swallow if you're an Eagles fan, where they're reviewing the play to make sure they get it right, but they're not actually allowed to get it right. You can't just tack on the penalty. I don't know if that's something you need to change. I don't, I don't know what you do about that. But that's 
that's tough, man. You review, you use review, like what's one in replay? You use review to make sure you get it right, and you're not allowed to get it right. That's tough. But they get the field goal there. They wind up getting the ball back even one more time after that. It's 26-21. Uh, the, the commanders now have the ball again because they, they force the Eagles uh, to, to punt it away. They got three timeouts over the two-minute warning. The penalty actually loomed large because that then took it under the two-minute warning. So you don't have four stoppages. You now have three, and you know that was a big deal. So, and I mean, it probably wouldn't have mattered, but I don't know. It felt like it did at the time. And on third down, like I said to my son, it was third and four. I was like, they're going to pass. You think they're going to run? And it's, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They're probably going to pass. But Heineke, and a very smart play, but he didn't force anything. He's so much better than Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz, one of the worst starting quarterbacks I've ever seen. Not as bad as Mac Jones, but bad. And so Taylor Heineke, he, he knows, hey, I'm not going to force everything. I'm going to take this sack right here. I'm going to take it. Let that clock run. And... He takes the sack, he kneels down, and Brandon Graham just charges right into him. You get such an easy call. I don't have a problem with the call. Uh, People, oh, you can't call it. No, you can. I don't have a problem with that call. I got a problem with a couple things. You get the personal foul, game over. I got a problem with a couple things, though. Number one, Taylor Heineke looked, he, he looked like such a nerd. Because, and he's pumped up. It's Monday Night Football. He wants to be the starter. He should be the starter. But he he came off such a huge nerd. You can't clinch the game because the other team committed a dumb penalty. You can't clinch the game because the other team committed a dumb penalty that is meant to protect you. When, you know, in reality, nobody's getting hurt on that play. But... The NFL is, they go above and beyond to try and protect the quarterback. They have extra rules to protect the quarterback. And when you win the game because the officials make the right call in trying to protect you, and that's how you win the game, you can't get up fist pumping, celebrating first down. Yeah, like, I, I thought Taylor Heineke looked like a huge nerd in that spot. He was excited. He was excited. I get that, but... He, he, he looked, I thought he looked terrible. He looked like a dunce. So the officials very involved there. The second part of that play was, so Brandon Graham, you know, oh, it's his momentum carried him. He, he couldn't stop himself. No, he took about four steps. Took about four, go, you know, go look at the replay. Took about four steps, dives into, did he hit him hard? No, no. But he took four steps, dove into him, pushes him down. And I'm saying to myself when it happened, I'm like, yeah, he wasn't trying to let up. I think he looks like he didn't know the rules. I And I'm not talking about didn't know the rules where you're not allowed to hit the quarterback when he gives himself up. I'm talking about he didn't know that the play's over when the quarterback gives himself up like that. Because it wasn't like he was running for a first down, he ran five, six yards, and he slid. Everybody knows you're giving yourself up there. But he just, like, fell down in the backfield there. And so the so first thing I was like, I don't think he looks like he knows the rule that the play's over when he does that. And then my suspicion was confirmed when after the game, the quote from Brandon Graham was just trying to touch him because it looked like he was going to get up. So what if he gets up? He gave himself up. Plays over when he does that. But 
he didn't know that. So, yeah, if he thinks he's trying to get up, so he's just trying to touch him, to, to touch him down, that's because he doesn't know the play's over. He thinks that he's still allowed to get up, which is crazy not to know that, but that confirms he, he didn't even know the rule. I got no problem with the officials making that call. It's a brutal way to end the game if you're, uh, yeah, if you're an Eagles fan. All right, hey, we got, we got my man Fred Siegel, freezing cold takes. He's going to come up in a few minutes here, and we'll do some cold takes on Tua because a, a, a lot of things were said, all right? And this guy is quite possibly the front runner for the MVP, which brings us to this. So on first take yesterday, Stephen A. Smith, the best in the business. On first, doesn't mean I have to like everything he does, but the best in the business. And Stephen A. Smith yesterday, so he's got Dan Orlovsky there, who's been on the Tua train all year. He has. And give this a listen here. Here's Dan Orlovsky and Stephen A. Smith. They're debating on whether or not Tua is the MVP this season. There's no defensive coordinator that is not fearing playing against this offense, and it's because of Tua. He's playing as good as you can play, and it's him and Patrick Holmes right now for MVP. Well, for me, it's Mahomes. Because Mahomes, number one, let, let, let's call it what it is. This brother has been absolutely sensational. We got to give Tua a lot of credit. I'm not taking anything away. 18 touchdowns and three interceptions is what it is. We're completing over yeah. 70% of his passes. It's been impressive, and I get all of that. But I will remind you, you can throw a five-yard pass to Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Don't do and that. Take it to the house. Don't do that. I'm just saying, it has happened this year. It's not like it hasn't happened. Yesterday, they had a running game. Wilson ran for over 100-something yards. All right, they were running the football effectively. They ran for nearly 200 yards on the day against Cleveland. You're going up against your Kobe Percent or whatever you congratulations, you beat them. Nice, nice job. At the end of the day, what it comes down to is this. Alyssa, I understand that. I understand that. They were running the football effectively. You were distributing the ball to a, a lot of different receivers. Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle to me are a dynamic duo that should petrify defenses around the NFL. These brothers can catch a five-yard pass and take it to the house. I'm not saying Tua can't throw the long ball because we know that he can do that. Okay. But when I'm talking about those intermediate passes and whatever, even though like I've, I've seen him do it, I've seen him do it effectively, he deserves a lot of credit, but I've also seen him dip and dunk to those brothers and those guys take it to the house. These brothers are something special. Okay, so where do we start? I think we start the most obvious. Now, first of all, I love that we talk Dolphins nationally every single day. They are a huge topic. Even if someone says something negative, even if someone's not giving them the credit that they deserve, I love it. We're we're a national team again. This is one of the best Dolphins years of my life. It really is. I'm 41 years old. I remember the really good years in the 90s when the Dolphins had the best winning percentage in all of sports, not just the NFL, in all of sports, they had the best winning percentage. I mean, that flew out the window right quick in the early 2000s. But anyway, I remember the good times. And Speaking of which, get to good times, hard times. This is as good a time as I can remember. I'm having so much fun. You're having so much fun. We're all having so much fun together. But let's start with what is so painfully obvious to everybody who hears that clip. Can we all agree that Stephen A. Smith does not watch a single Dolphins game this year? Right? We can all agree, right? He made it very clear that he has not watched a single Dolphins game this year. Now, I told you, I've talked about this before. I remember games, he'd playoff games. I mean, Stephen A. Smith will sit in the media room and he just walks out with a box score. He looks at it, goes on television. Like, he's not watching all the games. 
And he's making it really clear here. He has not watched the Dolphins at all. You know, listen, sometimes when he talks about a game that he doesn't, that he didn't see, he just names the big players. Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, Tua. All right, everybody knows who those guys are. You know, he, he didn't mention Trent Shurfield. He didn't mention Alec Ingold. He didn't mention Jeff Wilson. You know, he throws out the easiest step. Tua, 18 touchdowns, three interceptions. All right, what, what does that mean? He doesn't know what it means. He, he hasn't watched a single Dolphin game. You know, talking about Tua throwing to wide open receivers, and one of the things we love the most about what Tua is doing, doing He's fitting it into the tightest spots. How about that throw yesterday with Manuel Acho, by the way, tweeted out video of it. How about that throw on Sunday to, I think it was Tyreek Hill, where if it's an inch off, it's a pick six. It was such a, per- the, the you know, over the shoulder to the sideline. Such a perfect throw. He puts these balls into the most perfect spots. He is not throwing a wide open receivers. Not all the time. And the whole Hill and Waddle catch five-yard passes and take it to the house. That hasn't happened one time this year. Not once. And Dinkin and Duncan, do you know who leads the NFL in yards per pass this year? Take a guess. I'll give you a second to think about it. You know who leads the NFL in yards per pass this year? Tua. For all the Dinkin and Duncan, Tua leads the NFL. In yards per pass. Look, Stephen A. Smith is the best there is. He hasn't watched a single Dolphin game this year. Very, very obvious. Not a single game. All right, so a a welcome back, a a return, a debut on Zaslow Show 2.0. Everybody, all the old cast of characters, everybody's re-debuting on Zaslow Show 2.0. And so we bring aboard Fred Siegel here. For those of you guys who have listened to, you know, whichever iteration of Zaslow Show... Fred Siegel is the founder of Freezing Cold Takes at Old Takes Exposed. But Fred Siegel is also a childhood friend of mine. All right. We grew up together. And your 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 Twitter account now is up to how many followers? Something like 610,000 or something like that. So when I started bringing you on, I mean, I don't know, maybe at a couple hundred, you know, like it was it was really at the very beginning. I'm like, Let's do like a regular thing. Now, I'm, I'm not saying that you coming on my show got you all those followers, but way early on when you started this account, I'm like, this is a fun thing to do. What Do you remember like what was the one interview you did or maybe someone retweeted you, which kind of got everyone's attention to your account? Is there like a moment? There's two. Well, the biggest thing which you did was at the very beginning of the account, I started it and I had like 50 followers and I told you about it. And then I, you know, our friend, Ben Zasenko, I told him about it and he was very close. He was working for the mayor of Sacramento at the time. Um, He was living there, Kevin Johnson. And um, they were trying to, you know, keep the Kings in Sacramento. And he was very close with a radio guy, Carmichael Dave there. So so it was you guys both mentioning me on the show when I first started. And this was before we started. You started having me on every week. But um, that put me at like from 50 to like 500. Okay. And then eventually like those 
it started to snowball into like a thousand. And I think the first person who mentioned me, who was like a national guy or someone who had a big following, I don't know if he was national, but he was big following was Michael K on a sure. New York radio. Yeah. The Yankees. And he mentioned me. And yeah, some, at that time I didn't know what was going on when I would get a lot of followers. <laughs> and um, he mentioned me on the show. And then, and then, then they had sports illustrated an interview with me. And I think like, getting up to like 2000 followers after that was like when sports illustrated noticed me like two months into the two or three months into me having the feed. And then, then when that article came out, it was mentioned by sports illustrated on Twitter all like five times. And then that got me up to like 10,000 followers. So that was really the big thing in February of 2016. And I think at that point in time, that's when we started doing the the weekly thing, but to have someone mention the feed right away when it was nothing, that's what really sparked it into something where like it was visible to some people, you know, and that's when it starts at the beginning. It's like um, someone getting like, like an actor getting their first break on a TV show and a small role. And then they get uh, another medium role and a big role, you know, now, something like when, that. When you started it, like, did you start it as just a gag or were you hoping that it was, I mean, you definitely never thought it was going to get to 600,000. But did you start it as a gag and just have some fun? Or did you start it saying, ah, I think this is something that may grow a little bit? No, I started completely as a gag. Um, I did, well, yeah. I mean, I didn't think of it anything like that because, you know, I was, I was doing something else at the time. And I also was, um, you know, I had other feeds uh, messing with people on Twitter. I, I had a spelling <laughs> check. Feed. So I, I, I got... I got suspended for doing a spell check fee. I mean, that's just with Twitter. Like this was like in 2012 ish or something. I mean, I I was doing, I I was doing a retweet of somebody, a spell check, like quote tweet type thing, which was different then. And I got suspended for a week uh, for doing a a quote tweet that didn't really have anything to do with the, it was like a judgment call by them. It was just because I was suspended for trolling basically. I mean, that was, that's how Twitter was back then. A spell um, check and, feed. And what was I one of the other feeds? If you had a spell check feed, what else? Um, I had a sarcastic. I, I had a guy who was who didn't get sarcasm. <laughs> um, these were all on this old takes exposed feed too. So, like, I've been doing it for a long time. My old take. I started old takes exposed in in uh, or freezing cold takes in in November 2015, and the account is listed for like June 2010. Okay. So that's how long I've had this other account doing other stuff. Uh, the spell check one, I, I did I did one making fun of my friend, one of my friends. I, I did a parody of him. Um, there was a lot of different accounts uh, on that thing before the, the freezing cold takes. I was going to do one with facts, and I, I'm still considering doing it now, like just facts, but no context in the facts. So for so example. Like, um, yeah, so for example uh, – Justin Fields throws a ball and it's a great pass. And the player drops it and the ball goes up in the air. And then some guy picks six. I'll just say Justin Fields throws another pick six. <laughs> That's it. That's the facts. <laughs> I feel like, I, you know, it's, 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 it's funny, but I feel like Norm McDonald used to do something like that. Well, Norm McDonald was even more than that. He would just do like, like, like Andy Kaufman read, the Great Gatsby on uh, on on one of his um, uh, one of his tours. Norm yeah. Coffin would just go, would just take, just announce the golf golf match. Um, That's right. You know, 
long drive by uh, Tiger Woods. Jordan Spieth hits it in the back. Now, of course, this Fred... like facts without piss people off. Yeah, right. Piss people off. Now, of course, Fred has the book, uh, Old Takes Exposed. It came out a few months ago. It's NFL-based, all right? It's out wherever you can get your books. I got my copy. I love it. Are you considering uh, a, the next one, which obviously would be more than just NFL? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've already started like outlining and, and researching for an NBA one. Now, I, I need um, to get you know, someone to, 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 to publish it. Hopefully, the publishers that I use now would, would do it. Um, but it's a long game with books. I mean, you got to wait like a certain amount of time for they don't judge a book until like six months into after it's uh, released. And I mean, unless you're like some a famous person who gets on the New York Times bestseller list, no matter what the book says. I mean, like, so, um, so that's, uh, yeah, that's what I would do. I, I, I think um, I've been researching it. NBA and NBA one would be the next one if, 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 it, if someone wants to do it. What has been your, you've been everywhere at this point, uh, NFL Network, Dan Patrick Show, Sarah Spain did the podcast with you. Uh, what what has been your favorite appearance uh, over these last few years? Uh, well, I mean, I, I like when I went on to Good Morning Football. I, this was like five years ago. I, I did Good Morning Football to promote the book, but it was it was on a Zoom. But well, I mean, one time I did went into the studio and like sat with them and did the thing, and that was fun. Um, I think I did that twice actually. That that was really fun because it was in person. And I mean, I like doing Dan Patrick, but that was a Zoom. Mm-hmm. But it was good because he did all of his Dan Patrick interview questions um, in the way he does it, which is which is uh, you know you've been watching Dan Patrick so long, he always finds a way to ask you a question you weren't expecting. So um, do you remember what uh, the question was that he asked you that you weren't expecting? Uh, well, he asked me a lot of questions about, uh, you know, like, who, who who is somebody who, now tell me, who is somebody who, who doesn't, who doesn't actually do it for the, for, for entertainment value, like someone on TV, like, cause we were talking about like Skip Bayless and you, you all, or, or Stephen A. Smith, and you know that, they're balancing a an opinion. I mean, I guess uh, as much as they can. I mean, balancing opinion with entertainment. So that really flows in the way. And I said, oh, I, I'm right away. I was like Mike Francesa. Mike Francesa is the the one guy who he's dead serious every time. He doesn't have any caring about like the the entertainment value that he says what he thinks. And it but it sounds like he's a Bayless type when he says it. So I wanted to have Fred on today. Fred Siegel, again, he's a childhood friend of mine. Old takes exposed, freezing cold takes. And I wanted to have you on because now is a really good time to do this where you're you're a lifelong Dolphin fan. You grew up, uh, I think your family was a season ticket holder, right? I have that correct? All right, so you're you're a lifelong Dolphin fan. Oh, yeah, fan. yeah. I used to go to every game in the yeah. Marino era. Yes. Yeah, so you're a lifelong Dolphins fan yeah. just like I am. And now finally, finally, we got a franchise quarterback. Like that that conversation's over. All right. Tua, he's the guy. The team is really good. And you gotta have some great old takes exposed regarding Tua, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and well, Tua is a very, very, very provocative topic from day one. I mean, came out of Alabama and um and he, he's just this type of guy who people still don't believe that he's that good. And and it's because we live in this like internet society or or like this world now where 
it's so reductive to like one play or one type of thing that people do. They show a highlight of Mahomes doing like some crazy thing, and and Tua can't do that. Um, he, he's he's kind of like like he he doesn't look like a supermodel, but he does everything right. Now the best thing about Tua is the fact that he has the quick release and the great timing, and no. Everybody just sees like a pass that looks like it's underthrown or he doesn't have a great arm. And it's just that no one understands why. So right now there's still things going on where people are doubting to it. But in the past, it was even worse when he when the team wasn't winning. And um, so I think there's a lot of people on the Internet, especially Dolphins fans on Twitter, who are just going crazy with these. I can't do that with my account as much because I'm not a Tua account, not a Dolphins account. So I have to do more just like one or two each time, but these people are going nuts. But I, I found like five of my favorites from two okay. dating back. Some dating back to one was from June of 2020. Okay, this was before two even played a game with Dolphins, and and headline goes like this: Which quarterback is more talented, Jared Stidham or Tua Tagovailoa? Or uh, Tua Tango by the way. Yes, Chris Sims is going with the Patriots signal caller. Oh, <laughs> now Chris God. Sims is a known Tua hater. Yes, and Chris Sims and uh, Mike Florio together are like uh, tag team two abashers, but also tag team Taysom Hill lovers. They still defend Taysom Hill. They love Taysom Hill. And then one time, Kristen said, "Idiots think that Tua is better than Taysom Hill." Idiots. And that was in December of last year. And then, yeah, idiots. And then two weeks later, he went on to defend that because everyone was giving him crap about it. And Chris uh, Sim said, "His arm's better than Tua. He's a better athlete. He's bigger." And he's every bit as accurate. I mean, every bit. <laughs> wow. So those two, really both accurate. Jared Stidham, who is uh, <laughs> amounted to nothing. And it's not even like, oh, he's okay. He's amounted to nothing. And and Taysom Hill, who's totally just a gadget guy. So, all right. Yeah. So so th- those are two and good ones. Not as accurate. There's no way. Before the 2021 season, Cowherd. Now, Cowherd's one of these guys who still is not sold on Tua. Right. I feel like it depends what day you catch Cowherd, whether he's in or not. But he was in on him before he started playing, too. Before he, he when he was drafted, but before he was uh, started playing, like after he was drafted by the Dolphins. And then he now he's turned completely and he still is not sold, even after like this week. Um, before the 2021 season, this was after to his first season, uh, Joy was on Colin's show. She was in that booth thing mm-hmm. and she was asking him about guys like players this player or two okay so two are baker mayfield and he picked mayfield and this wow. is how rated mayfield wow rated mayfield he's criticized mayfield more than anybody yep. two are carson wentz he picked wentz wentz is a bigger much bigger athlete bigger stronger faster and then like then she asked two or trevor lawrence now this is for this is right after lawrence was drafted but before he played not close trevor's a generational prospect there's nothing he doesn't do better than two and then she had dared to ask him about Sam Darnold. He goes, come on, <laughs> Sam Darnold. Sam's a playmaker. Two is not. You know, I can understand. to say about Sam Darnold had a great season. Now, I can understand the um, Trevor Lawrence one, of course. But, like, between you and me, it's pretty damn possible Tua is going to be better than Trevor Lawrence, right? Well, yeah. Trevor Lawrence, uh, there's, I mean, Trevor Lawrence – there was a free pass on him for a long time. There probably still is kind of a pass on him, but especially last year, dumpster fire that he was playing with. Yeah. But this year he still hasn't, um, I don't think he's shown 
people that he's I don't think that he's proven the people that he's going to be great. Yeah. Uh, I think people are willing to wait, but I, I, I don't think he's proven to people he's going to be great. Um, I think Tua performed much better than he did in the past two years in, in many of the games that he yeah. played. And Tua, but people didn't give him any credit for it. Tua, Tua is, gets no credit. He, he still gets the barbs about the, the receivers and everything. Yep. Um, and so that's the thing. And then it comes down to, Tua with Tyreek. Now, there was a whole new batch of Tua bashing when Tyreek signed with the Dolphins, Tyreek Hill, because um, he was going from Mahomes to Tua, and it was all these memes coming out. Like, right. uh, one meme, uh, this, the points bet sports book. These, these sports books love memes because they want to get engagement to them. He did the meme that they did the meme that it said it was in June of 20, 2022. It said Tyreek after one game with Tua. And then in, in the meme, it was the, the video of. Antonio Brown running out of the Jets <laughs> stadium with his shirt off, <laughs> waving to everybody bye. <laughs> the last time he ever stepped on a field, Antonio Brown. <laughs> that was the, the picture that went along with it. You know, it's um, funny because that trade has been a great trade for both teams. I mean, you, you look at the Dolphins, yeah. they got Tyreek Hill. You look at the Chiefs, they're still awesome, and they get all the draft picks. Right. Right. And, and, um, the two and Tyreek Hill's been worth the pick. It's yep. just like, that's what we've been established guys who are worth the pick. Yep. And, uh, it, it, Pete Prisco of CBS Sports, Hill won't make two a good either. And, um, and then the last one was Sean Payton. And this was after, um, uh, oh, this, this was, was he was on Colin Coward's show, I believe, right? One maybe I don't know if he was on Tower. Yeah, he could have been on Tower Show. This was after Week One. Okay, where two the Dolphins beat the Patriots, who was pretty good, um, and uh, he did certainly enough for the win. And um, he said, "I don't. I think at some point, two we'll see two benched in Miami." And uh, they played well in the game against the Patriots with Tua, but Teddy Bridgewater, I've had before. He's an outstanding player. <laughs> <laughs> Tua, Tua, seven and zero in games that he has started and finished this year, and might be the leading candidate for MVP. <laughs> well, if you look at MVP, like you take you, you take the player who, and, and, and if you think about valuable, like you take the player who, if they get hurt, you're just like you say, oh my god. And now I can say this right now because it's two point and not the radio. You're so fucked. You know, like you're so fucked. Um, like the team's fucked. Like like the valuable. And we players, saw like, it. We saw it happen. Josh Allen, Josh Allen gets hurt, and Buffalo fans are just like, well, fuck, it's over. If yeah. the Heat, if the Dolphins, the two got hurt, we'd just be like, that's it. Yep. It's, yeah, it's and we end. saw it. I mean, they lost yeah, all they three it. games. We, we, we actually saw it. They don't lose when Tua finishes a game, and they always lose when he doesn't. We actually saw it. The only, the only stress, with two, the big stress with Tua is that we score too fast. It's like, a, <laughs> it's like, it's like the, the, by the time... By the time it's the third quarter, you think like we're killing them, and it's like the other team, like the other day, like when when they got the ball back, uh, the 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 Browns, and it was like twenty one six or twenty four six, and it was like it's only twenty four six. It's ten minutes left in the in the third. It's like Dolphins are scoring so fast. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what a time, man! What a time to be a Dolphin fan. Are you excited? Are you super pumped? Yeah, I'm excited. I I, I think. I mean, it's, it's crazy that we're in the, this division, but uh, I, I I do look at the schedule, and we have a big stretch coming, especially it's a hard. road stretch. Right? Yeah, it's hard coming uh, up. And yeah. uh, so we got to win these games, and and games like the, the Lions and the Bears game were, were tough, and the defense is 
it's it's coming to its own this week a little bit, but uh, it was suspect the, past, the previous two weeks. I was yep. really pissed about Fields, and he's a great runner, but no quarterback should ever run for that many yards. Yep. I mean, not to let him throw. It's unbelievable. You can't let him run for that many yards. Fred, tell everyone again, uh, obviously, about the count and tell everyone how they can get the book. Oh, yeah. You can follow me at uh, Old Takes Exposed on Twitter and the Freezing Cold Takes on Instagram and uh, Facebook. And please, you, if you're an NFL fan, you love my book. Um, it's just a lot of Freezing Cold Takes, but in story form, mostly narrative form. And, and there's a lot of different facts and historic uh, tidbits that you wouldn't know about, about players and uh, coaches from past NFL history, you get at uh, Amazon.com, um, or you can go to my link, uh, my pin tweet on my Twitter account. It's right there. Um, Freezing Cold Takes NFL is the name of the book, and uh, it's uh, everybody who's who's gotten it has has told me. Not everybody who's gotten it has told me, but everyone who's told me about it said they loved it. And um, it's a great gift if you want to get for your parents or your loved ones for for the holidays too. Have any media personalities recently blocked you or unblocked you? Um, yeah, well, I had a guy. I had a guy. I don't remember their name, the guy's name, but he had a guy yesterday who blocked me, and um, and and he said, "Well, he told me I called my account lame or whatever." I wasn't even going to use his tweet. I wasn't even going to use his tweet. I didn't know what it said. A lot of times, though, someone will tag me to something and make me maximize it to see what. It, it says scroll up and I can't see it because the person blocked me. And that's the first time I knew uh, it. So can you I'll imagine still at this point, you know, you've been doing this account for so long. Can you imagine there's still people at this point who, who, who have, who are sour about it, who, 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 yeah. do, who aren't in on the joke. Like those people still exist. Yeah. A lot of them, they take themselves. Well, I think some of these people take themselves very seriously. Yeah. Um, well, and they, 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 they feel as if like they're doing a lot of hard work covering the team, doing stuff, and you're just trashing them for, for one specific take. And um, and I think that that's what they, that's what they get. But, but, but these people get more pushback from a hot take when they make it than when it's wrong after it ends. I mean, like, when you make a hot take on Twitter, it's, everyone's going after you because um, it's the perfect time because they don't know if it's going to be right or wrong. They say you're going to be wrong. Like, like the morons who say who get really mad because you pick their team to lose a game. <laughs> Why are you getting mad about it? It's gonna happen. You're gonna find out. Don't get mad that <laughs> you pick them to lose. Who cares? <laughs> Fred, not like excel- a judgment call of who's better or who's not. Fred, not arguable. Excellent call, man. Uh excellent job out of you here. Real good stuff on Tua. Uh and love having you back on the program, man. I appreciate Anytime. you. Good luck with Zazlo 2.0. Love it. Thank you. Good job there by Fred, of course. Good to have him back on the program. Freezing cold take. Unbelievable. Uh, We're childhood friends, and this is what he's got going on now. Really, really cool. All right. Hey, you know what we got to do. It's Tuesday. The NFL week is over. Week 10, in the books. Is your team having good times right now, or are you having hard times? Hard times, daddy. All right. So every Tuesday after the NFL week is over, we'll let you know which fan bases are having good times, which fan bases are having hard times. We'll start out with the good times. Number three, the third fan base that's having good times, the San Francisco 49ers. That's right. The 49ers, they get a good win against the Chargers this week, Sunday night football. The Niners are now 5-4. and four. 
That division is wide open for the taking. The Cardinals are terrible. The Rams are done. And Cooper Cup, that's a serious injury. I wouldn't expect to see him again this year. And the Seahawks, after they lost, they're 6-4 and four now. As, as Seattle, look, Seattle's done a tremendous job, but I feel like maybe they're a little bit of a mirage. San Francisco, now they're getting cooking. Debo's back. McCaffrey, Garoppolo is very steady. San Francisco fans, they're having good times right now. Number two, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That's right. The Bucks fan is having good times right now. They don't like that they had to go all the way to Germany to play. You lose a home game. I think it was a Bucks home game. And Tampa Bay gets the win. They are now 5-5. Five and five. It's probably the worst division in football. Atlanta, not a threat. Carolina, not a threat. New Orleans, not a threat. Tampa Bay is going to win the division. They're going to host a playoff game after this, you know, after the, the first half of this season that Tom Brady and the Bucks have had. Bucks fans, they have a good times right now. Number one, the number one fan base that's having good times right now. Now, again, we keep the Dolphins out of it. Number one fan base that's having good times right now, the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings fan is having the best of times right now after week 10. Eight and one, especially after that Eagles loss last night. They are now second, but they're they're tied record-wise first and second with the Philadelphia Eagles. The Vikings had an improbable come from behind victory at Buffalo. They're looking like the real deal. Still not 100% sure that I trust Kirk Cousins, but nonetheless, that's a tremendous offense. Justin Jefferson made the best catch of the year. As good a catch you're ever going to see. The fan base that is having the best of good times right now. Minnesota Vikings fan. Hard times, daddy. Hard times number three right now goes to the Buffalo Bills fan. The Bills fan is having hard times. You are feeling so good about yourself. Look at you now. The Bills are now 6-3. They blow the big lead to the Vikings. And now you're a wild card team. You're a wild card team who's barely hanging on to a playoff spot. Number three, hard times, daddy. Buffalo Bills fan. Number two, Los Angeles Chargers. That's right. The Chargers, Herbert, can't win a big game. Blows it again in the fourth quarter. Now, look, I'm not one of those guys who's going to sit here and tell you that, oh, Herbert, he stinks. He's so overrated. Nope. I, I think he's really good. Threw for 38 touchdowns last year. Threw for 31 touchdowns as a rookie. I mean, the Dolphins are going to play them and hopefully play them in the playoffs too. They're going to take that ass. But I like Herbert a lot. I think he's I think it's overstated how good he is. I think if he were having the year that Tua's having right now, they would have inducted him to the Hall of Fame yesterday. That's right. Mid-season, they would have inducted him into the Hall of Fame. So I think it's a little bit much, the, 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 the gaga over Herbert. But the Chargers fan right now, they are not in the playoff picture. Not even in the playoff picture. Number two, hot times, daddy, for the Chargers fans. And number one, the fan base right now that is having the hardest times. The Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys are 6-3 and three now. Dak Prescott, all kinds of questions about Dak. A bad loss at Green Bay, especially they were up by two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. And the fact that the Eagles lost yesterday... If the Cowboys would have won at Green Bay, who lost five in a row at that point, the Cowboys would be one game back of the Eagles with another game to play against them. Major missed opportunity. The team fan base that is going through the hardest times right now, the Dallas Cowboy fan. And that right there is another edition of Good Times, Hard Times, Daddy. And finally, before we wrap up the show, hey, make sure you download, subscribe, rate, like, all that good stuff. 
Anna Jarn Levine, if you got any kind of personal injury you're dealing with, you've been involved in an accident, doesn't matter what kind of an accident. You shouldn't have to worry about all the important stuff. Let them take care of it and get you the money you deserve. Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, those are my guys. They've supported me. They believed in me from day number one. Those are my guys. If you're listening to the show right now, you're my good friend. And I send my good friends to Anajar and Levine Accident Attorneys. 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. All right, come on. Number one, I got a few here for you. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Is it a big deal or not a big deal? Stone Cold Steve Austin is being offered to wrestle again. Would it be WrestleMania 39 coming up? Hollywood WrestleMania? Can you imagine? They're trying to get The Rock. They may get John Cena. Stone Cold, that's how you do a Hollywood. This is a big deal. Stone Cold was tremendous returning to the ring at WrestleMania in Dallas back in April. Amazing. He fought Kevin Owens. It was so much fun. Gave the world's worst, well, I should say, Vince McMahon took the world's worst stunner by Stone Cold the next night of WrestleMania. I mean, I was cackling. Amazing moment. That's a big deal. If we can get Stone Cold again at WrestleMania, I mean, he knocked it out of the park, man. And I was so worried. It was so good seeing him again. I would love to see him again this coming WrestleMania. So the fact that Stone Cold might be willing to get back in the ring again, yeah, that's a big deal. Also, how about the Miami Marlins making history? Caroline O'Connor is the new president of business operations. As you can tell by the name, she's a female, all right? So the Marlins are the first team in pro sports history to have a female running the business side. Now, that's happened before. But to have a female running the business side and a female running the sports side. All right. So that part's a big deal because it's the first time ever. But overall, I'm going not a big deal. Because when we get to a place that hiring a woman in sports is just met with a shrug, it's like that's that's when it becomes a big deal. When it's normal, when it's not a big deal that a woman is in charge of something. So, for me, this is not a big deal. Why can't a woman be qualified to run the business side of a professional sports team? When we're not making a big deal out of these stories, that's when it becomes a big deal. So, I'm going not a big deal. Good for her. All right. How about there's a television show out there called Yellowstone. It's with Kevin Costner. It's supposed to be great. I know it premiered a couple days ago. Season premiere, is it on AMC or Bravo? One of those shows. And it had like a record debut, like 12 million people. It's the new hot show. Do I got to watch Yellowstone? Is Yellowstone a big deal? I think I'm going big deal. Now, right now, my wife and I, we are neck deep in the show Suits. We love Suits. Hey, Joy, it's me, Jason. Come watch Suits. Yep, that's right. I love Suits now. I love Suits. Joy, I mean, it's it's very funny how it's come full circle. I used to make fun of Joy for watching Suits. Come on, Joy, it's me, Jason. Let's watch Suits. I, and we love it. We watch every night. It's nine seasons. We got a ways to go. But I think I got to get on Yellowstone. So I'm going big deal. I, I'm missing out. And I, I, I think I would really like Yellowstone. It feels like it has a Sons of Anarchy vibe to it. But it's like with farmers. All right. 
finally, I got one more for you. Golden State Warriors big man, James Wiseman, has been sent to the G League. Now listen, when, uh, you know, Jamal Cain with the Miami Heat or Orlando Robinson for the Miami Heat gets sent to the G League to get some work in, that's understandable. James Wiseman was the number two overall pick. There should never be a scenario where the number two overall pick has to go to the G League. There should never be a scenario where the number two overall pick in his third year has to go to the G League. How can you not use, how can you not be able to find a way to use a big man with that athleticism and supposed skill set? This is a problem. That's a big deal. James Wiseman screaming bust right now. Big bust. There is no reason James Wiseman should be in the G League. And I'm like, I'm not faulting the, well, faulting the Warriors for drafting him, but I'm not faulting the Warriors for sending him to the G League. There's clearly a problem here. There is no excuse for that. Second overall pick in his third year, G League? Nah. There's a problem there. He is screaming bust. And that is another addition. A big deal or not a big deal. All right. Great show today. Excellent job by everybody involved in putting together the show. Like, download, subscribe, rate, comment. I love you guys. The algorithm wants you to do that, so I want you to do that. We'll talk to you on Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing. You know, when my wife and I became homeowners, I mean, keeping the Zaslow Mansion safe, that's not an easy task unless you call Brunt Insurance and Financial Services. If you're looking for affordable care that offers the best coverage for your home, your motorcycle, your car, your boat, Brunt Insurance and Financial Services, their team has the expertise and experience to find the right coverage for you, including comprehensive policies for both trailers and motorhomes. Let their team help you learn more about your policy options so you can make an informed decision that's not going to keep you up at night. Bruntinsurance.com. When it comes to home, renters, and condo insurance, your options, hey, it, it, it can be dizzying. Don't worry. They specialize in making the confusing crystal clear with their fully licensed team helping you along every step of the way. Bruntinsurance.com, 954 589 2204.